Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Metro News This Morning, bringing you this morning's biggest news headlines from across the state. It is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. Good morning. I'm Chris Lawrence, and we're ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the news you need, starting with the forecast, which today calls for dry, windy, and warm conditions. And that should be the case for the rest of the week. We'll have that full forecast coming up in a moment. But right now, time to get up to date on the day's news in West Virginia. And at the Metro News Anchored as this morning, is Carrie Hudasek. Carrie, good morning. Good morning, Chris. The strike at Cabell Huntington Hospital is over and employees could be heading back to work as early as tomorrow. Members of the SEIU District 1199 voted Wednesday to accept a three-year contract offer, effectively ending the nearly month-long strike. The contract covers about 900 maintenance, lab techs, and service workers. Hospital officials say in a statement Wednesday night, quote, we are committed to being the best employer in the region with outstanding wages and benefits, and this contract confirms that. Metro News has reached out to SEIU representatives for comment. The West Virginia University Faculty Senate will vote next week on a no-confidence resolution directed toward the institution's current leadership. The resolution cites multiple issues with President Gordon Gee and Provost Mary Ann Reed, including their refusal to issue a coronavirus vaccine mandate, hiring practices, and work procedures. Faculty members in the WVU Student Government Association previously voted in favor of a vaccine mandate, as did the faculty senates of WVU and Marshall University. Officials did not implement a mandate, saying such policy would not be necessary. The resolution also claims a lack of transparency with the administration's academic transformation effort, adding that actions have damaged the institution's reputation. The Faculty Senate will consider the resolution during a meeting next Monday, which will be held over Zoom. I'm Alex Thomas, WVMetroNews.com. Those on both sides of the abortion debate are closely watching the U.S. Supreme Court case involving the state of Mississippi that could roll back Roe v. Wade and change abortion policy across the country. Kate Quinones is the executive director of Women's Health Center of West Virginia, the only abortion clinic in the state. We know that it's on us to essentially hold the line um, in terms of what we have left of abortion access, along with, you know, ally partners like ACLU of West Virginia. She says their clinic offers women more services than just abortions, including birth control screenings and wellness care. The large fire burning since Monday within the New River Gorge has now scorched 150 acres in an area of Beauty Mountain. Dave Beery, district supervisor with the National Park Service, says the concern isn't just the forest, but rather the historic town of Nuttleburg. The thing in that area that it's at is you've got the historic town site of Nuttleburg, kind of in between where the fire's at and the railroad. 
and with historic structures and such down in Nuttleburg, I think they're you know trying to maintain a, a fire line up above that. He says Wednesday's rain helped a bit, but the steep terrain continues to make firefighting efforts difficult. The fire is now 50 percent contained. The man charged with the murder of Charleston Police Patrolman Cassie Johnson has asked to move his trial out of Kanawha County. 38-year-old Joshua Phillips appeared before Kanawha County Circuit Judge Jennifer Bailey earlier today, uh, actually on Wednesday, for a pretrial hearing, where his defense attorneys requested a change in venue given negative comments received by Phillips. Assistant Prosecutor Don Morris says it's been one year since Johnson's death and they need to move on. I would ask the court not to rule on that and let's maybe have a date certain before January 10th to make sure this work can't be done beforehand to see if we can we can get on with this trial. Judge Bailey said she'll keep the trial date of January 10th for now. Both sides meet again December 17th for a status hearing. Active COVID-19 cases in West Virginia jumped by more than 400 Wednesday and now stand at more than 6,200. The state DHHR added 27 deaths. More than 560 patients remain hospitalized. Governor Jim Justice provides an update during his coronavirus media briefing later this morning at 11 o'clock. You can watch Watch it live at WVMetroNews.com. Meanwhile, the Mercer County Health Department can once again administer COVID-19 vaccinations after being placed on a temporary hold last month by the state because of giving the wrong doses of the Moderna booster. About 200 residents were given full doses rather than the half doses during a vaccine clinic in October. Two other health departments in the state in Braxton and Hancock counties also placed on hold after administering the wrong dosages. State revenue collections were $88 million above estimates for the month of November. Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhaney says Governor Jim Justice is excited about that news. In a statement, Justice called back to the promise of an economic rocket ship ride that he made during his initial campaign for governor. In a release, Justice stated, West Virginia is writing the comeback story of all time, and these unprecedented surplus numbers are proof that this rocket ship ride that I promised is real. The administration said year-to-date collections of more than $2 billion are $269 million higher than what had been estimated. There's a new sheriff in town. Rick Woodyard was sworn in Wednesday as the new Wood County Sheriff. Woodyard replaces Sheriff Steve Stevens, who retired. Woodyard previously served as the county's 911 director. The change comes after Stevens was named in a number of lawsuits alleging inappropriate behavior within the office. Preston County Magistrate Rhonda Seipolt has died after suffering an illness. Supreme Court Chief Justice Evan Jenkins says in a statement, quote, Magistrate Seipolt was a valuable member of the West Virginia judicial family, and we mourn her loss. Seipolt died Wednesday at the age of 54. Thank you, Carrie. Coming up in our backgrounder, Charleston City leaders are marking the one-year anniversary of the shooting death of Charleston Patrol Officer Cassie Johnson. We'll hear more about that coming up in our backgrounder. And then Kyle Wiggs will join us with a check on sports as the players are ready for this weekend's high school football championships. We'll hear from a few of them that are going to participate. And Marshall uh, fell last night in basketball. And the 2022 WVU football schedule is now out. We'll have more on that with Kyle all still ahead. 
This weekend, the top high school football teams in West Virginia invade Wheeling for the Super Six. Friday night, Independence takes on Fairmont Senior in the AA Championship at 7 p.m. Saturday, the AAA title game between Huntington and Martinsburg starts at noon with Richie County taking on Williamstown in the single-A championship at 7 p.m. The Super Six, presented by CEC on your favorite Metro News radio station and at WVMetroNews.com. In a moment, Cal Wiggs will have an update on sports for us, but right now in our backgrounders, City of Charleston leaders are marking the one-year anniversary of the death of patrol officer Cassie Johnson, shot and killed on the city's west side, responding to a parking complaint. Tomorrow marks one year since her death at CAMC. Yesterday marked one year since she had been shot on that call. More from Charleston Mayor Amy Schuler Goodwin and Police Chief Tyke Hunt in our backgrounder. One thing that I really like about Cassie was she was from Charleston and she always made it a point to want to get back and serve her community. So the she asked to work the west side. The west side is a busy side of town. It has a lot of uh, call volume for folks calling in just have d- different needs. And Cassie wanted to answer as many of those calls she could and help everybody out. And if you look at any photo of her, and I, I actually found one on my phone, um, I take a picture of everybody before I would do their polygraph just so I could say that was the person that I had in the chair that day. And it was a really good picture of Cassie. So I sent it to her mother and her sister there, and they, they got a good smile out of that. Yeah. But you would always see the warm smile and just in her eyes. She's just a genuine good person. That is my favorite part about Cassie. She always um, had a fire lit underneath her. Her mom and her sister um, told me story after story that she would not stop to take a lunch. She would not, literally would not stop to get a sandwich. And she would either call or text her mom and say, hey, could you grab me a, you know, a hot ham and cheese or hey, could you, she was a big Starbucks fan and cause she, you know, she was always ready to go cappuccino or extra, extra bit of caffeine. Hey, could you, could you run me a cup real quick? I want to, I want to run this one call or I've got to do this one report. And she literally never stopped. It is what she always wanted to do. It was her true dream. It was her goal to be an officer. And the Charleston Police Department holding a ceremony tomorrow in memory of Patrolman Johnson. That'll happen at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at the Charleston Police Department Police Memorial on Pennsylvania Avenue and Washington Street at I-64 in the capital city. Time now to get a check on sports. Kyle Wiggs is in, and Kyle, last night on the high school sports line, uh, a lot of the guys who will be an integral part of competing for a state championship this weekend were on with uh, Fred and the fellas. Yes, we talked to some of the players, including Ritchie County quarterback Ethan Haught. He gave us a scouting report on Ritchie County Super 6 opponent Williamstown. Uh, on defense, they have, a, they have a very strong line and uh, two very good running backs, Maxwell Melissa and Ricky Allen. Uh, I think that would be the... the keys of stopping uh, those two on defense. And then off- offensively, they have a pretty tough defense holding Dodgers to zero points, and, and throughout the playoffs, they haven't been giving up very very many points. So I think we have our work cut out for us this week, but uh, I think if we just go go play our game, do our offense, and open up our playbook a little bit more, we'll, we'll be able to uh, cause some problems. Ethan Haught of Ritchie County from Wednesday night's high school sports line show. Super 6 tomorrow night, double-day Fairmont senior against Independence. Saturday afternoon, Huntington against Martinsburg and Triple Day Saturday night, Ritchie County against Williamstown. Exclusive radio 
and television coverage of the Super 6 on Metro News. Akron beat Marshall's basketball team 88-86. So Marshall falls 2-4-3, losing that one on the road. Thank you, Kyle. Don't forget exclusive Super 6 coverage of the high school football championship action this weekend is on Metro News Radio and streaming at WVMetroNews.com. Now with today's commentary, here's the voice of Metro News, Hoppy Kerchival. Chris, given the makeup of the U.S. Supreme Court, and some of the comments and questions by justices during yesterday's arguments, it appears the abortion laws of this country, and here in West Virginia, are about to change. Some have speculated the court will rule more narrowly on the specific Mississippi law, which bans abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. If the majority upholds that law, then expect West Virginia to follow suit. West Virginia's legislature is dominated by Republicans who hold supermajorities in both the House and Senate, and many of those pro-life members will be anxious to copy the Mississippi law. In fact, don't be surprised if the Republicans attempt to pass legislation like Mississippi during the regular session beginning in January, even though that will be well before the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to release its decision. If passed, it would be up to opponents to go to court to try to stop the law from going into effect before there is a ruling from the high court. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court could also make a much more far-reaching decision and strike down Roe v. Wade, the 1973 decision that established a constitutional right to an abortion. If that happens, abortion would immediately be outlawed in West Virginia. That's because there's already a law on the books, 61-2-8, that makes it a crime in West Virginia to perform an abortion. The law states that any person who shall administer to an abortion shall be guilty of a felony punishable by three to ten years in prison. If a woman would die during an illegal abortion, the abortionist could be convicted of murder. Now, that law has been blocked since the Roe decision, but if Roe is overturned, the law would be in effect in West Virginia. Of course, the Supreme Court could also let Roe stand and strike down the Mississippi law. If that happens, nothing changes in West Virginia. The state currently permits abortions, but with limitations. The Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act of 2015 prohibits abortions except in the case of medical emergency or non-medically viable fetus if the probable gestational age of the fetus has reached the pain-capable gestational age. and That's defined as 20 or more weeks post-fertilization or 22 weeks after the last menstrual period. DHHR figures showed that abortions at the 20-week mark are rare. Just seven were performed in 2019 in West Virginia, or less than 1% of all abortions. Nearly 60% of abortions in 2019 in West Virginia were at eight weeks or less gestational age. We will not know of the court's decision until probably June or July, but you can expect West Virginia and other states to begin positioning themselves legislatively for whatever the outcome. Chris. Thanks, Hop. Join Hoppy at 10.06 this morning for Metro News Talk Line. That'll be on Metro News radio stations all across the Mountain State and streaming at WVMetroNews.com. Now for the West Virginia weather forecast. Mostly dry, windy, and warm weather across the state today. Mild and dry conditions will continue right on through the weekend. Next chance for any precipitation comes in along a cold front that'll arrive uh, around Saturday night and into Sunday and into the start of the new work week. We'll see temperatures beginning to trend below seasonal. And now you're up to date. Have yourself a great day. For Hoppy Kerchival, Kyle Wiggs, and Kerry Hudasek, I'm Chris Lawrence on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News This Morning is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.